Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Yes Androgyny. This episode was recorded, by the way, in February of 2022, uh, before all of the Disney don't say gay stuff had even happened. So now this episode feels almost too pointed. Now, if you take a look at the top of the podcast feed, you'll see something called the pre-show orientation. If this is your first time listening to an episode, you might want to check that out. It'll give you sort of an explanation of what the show is, as well as some needed disclaimers, perhaps. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy. Bye. Elizabeth has been dead for at least a year, but you are very much alive and listening to another episode of Yes Androgyny, the podcast, the podcast where two non-binary gender questioning improvisers and best friends since middle school sit down together drink some hot steaming mugs of delicious tea and discuss various facets of their identity, of gender, of the experience of coming out as queer in their late, late, late 20s and just kind of try to make each other laugh and hopefully you laugh too as they discuss the absurdity of life in general. And in general. Then, uh, <laughs> And general, hey, don't, don't, I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> Easy there, boy. Stay behind the gate. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. I said stay behind the gate. Okay, what I was picturing in my head was like a race horse. I was imagining a racetrack. I was imagining that like, you know, all the horses were behind those gates that open up and let the horses out. And then, but you had stepped out early. So when I was saying get behind the gate, <laughs> that was the image that but I specifically called, wanted to but communicate. But you called me. He called me boy, and that actually addresses the topic of today's. No, it doesn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sneak attack, misgendering the topic yes. of today's discussion. And that is called. That is called. That is the end of our first segment, which I call uh, minute microaggression. <laughs> uh, I try to sneak a microaggression in under one minute of this show. Crazily enough, that um, segment let me just is get always the... edited out of every episode. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, to conclude the description of this show after we are done with our uh you know our frivolous yet vulnerable and hopefully impacting conversation about identity uh we will use that conversation as a loose inspiration for a long form improv comedy set my name is charlie uh i use them pronouns uh I use them pronouns. Them. <laughs> Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> pronouns again. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ari. I am a non-binary person going by he, they pronouns. I came out last year, and what a year it has been indeed. Um, I First of all, I just want to 
flag the fact that when you said I came out, I fully expect you to say like, I came out of the womb, queer baby. Oh, they did <laughs> something not. to that effect. <laughs> but you were actually a painfully, a painfully cisgendered straight child who was then, of course, trans over time by the shadow lobby. Yeah, it was. It was the water. It was absolutely the water. <laughs> Drink um, enough of it, baby. Occam's razor, right? It's the simplest. They say all trans people are thirsty. Well, baby, I've never had water in my life. Okay, on this era of the internet, can we acknowledge that Occam's razor is a terrible organizing principle? Because I feel like the simple answer is the solution is in fact the antithesis of like the whole trans confusion in public, right? Like the whole thing is that TERFs have an extremely simple view of biology and, and yeah, sex they'll just and see you struggling and say, Occam's Razor, you're just crazy. They'll say, No, there's a lot going on. Occam's Razor says Occam was the original bigot. Occam was, a, the original, was, was the original. There was no one bigoted before Occam. <laughs> the original sex essentialist. I mean, ever Occam. since they released Batman Occam Nights, I just, I hated just, you know, I hate to see what they've kind of glorified his name. All right. Speaking of razors, um, I have something I want to get off my chest, so to speak. <laughs> it's not funny yet because you don't know what I'm talking about. But um, I have been trying to just get my body waxed like since November. And every single time I have an appointment, COVID pushes it back and ruins it like as soon as i decided that it was finally time to get this horrible crap off my skin i suddenly was like thwarted let's well, just get some turn. duct tape go in the garage and just have a time you know you joke but i've been starting to like consider what my options i mean you, should, I mean, you could do you could do what i do which i go and purchase a new Gillette razor. I get. I sit down in the shower. I put on some music, and I just would take like an hour and a half, just going over everything, smooth as a baby. It's uh, it's, it's so, and then it grows back in like four days. But you know what? It's a good four days. There's a couple issues that. So I do shave my legs. Um, but I used there's to. Been a couple issues. There's been a couple. Yeah, I mean, I shave my legs in an ideal, an ideal <laughs> situation. Okay, first of all, when I shave my chest. It grows back the next day, and it is, like, immediately prickly, so it's actually worse. Like, when I shave my chest, I have one good day, and then it is worse for, like, two weeks because it's so prickly, it pokes out of my, like, my blouses. So that's an issue. And then also there are... I can't reach every area I want oh, to shave. Yeah, super that's what my husband's well. for. I'm like, hey, you want to help me out? And he's like, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm ready. <laughs> I guess this is what till death do us part really means. Um, so a huge frustration for me is just I experience really intense dysphoria and I am not remotely femme passing. Um, and we can get into a larger conversation at some point about, you know, how transmedicalism is bullshit and fuck anybody who seeks to create a hierarchy or, you know, define who is more trans and 
whatever. But, you know, for me, I am someone who, like, I experience intense dysphoria and I do want my body to be different, which means I cannot for the life of me tell if I am non-binary, like, by default because I haven't been sort of allowed to get to a point where I look in the mirror and I see the full-on female version of Charlie or if I am non-binary and I need to kind of explore my femininity and then set, you know, not not settle in a... In well, like, I will like, say, I'm, <laughs> here, I don't want to be presumptuous. Come to rest. Come to rest. See, yeah, because I don't want to be presumptuous. Comfortably. In the, yeah. you're, you're someone who I've been best friends with for many years, so I feel comfortable saying this to you in a way that I probably wouldn't uh, say to anyone else. But I look at myself as a, as a male-bodied person, and I think, man... Some of these aspects really frustrate me. But I'm losing my hair, and my trans sister told me, hey, take estrogen because it will get your hair grow back. And she was kind of half-joking. But when I thought about taking estrogen and I did have growing breasts, that filled me with the same exact response. But you are someone who really obviously loves the almost everything on the feminine side like because like look let's not just talk in abstract terms okay let's really like get get the audience in right like i have such clear memories of when i was first watching buffy the vampire slayer and i literally cosplayed in my bedroom where i would wear like just like a t-shirt uh to simulate having a dress and then i would stuff my shirt to look like I had breasts. And then I would just like play act by myself my favorite scenes from uh, Buffy, which if you're wondering, uh, the, the so, it's my favorite <laughs> my favorite episode is a uh, beer bad. Um yeah. <laughs> if you're wondering, I it played was the caveman the th- Buffy. <laughs> it was only the Thanksgiving episode of I just loved fighting that bear so much. I had much. no clue you were experiencing those thoughts because you never would have told me, even though we were like close friends, because you and your brain, there is like this level of like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this because you never saw anyone else. You didn't realize it was normal. If you'd known it was normal to have those feelings, you might have come over to me and be like, hey, I've been experiencing this thing. And I've been, I've been like, yeah, I've been feeling that too. And we would have been like, oh, wow, this is 20 years prior and we aren't <laughs> we're able to figure this thing out. Which, imagine the difference if we had known these things. Yes, which... I the, the the conversation around representation in media for queer people frustrates me because two things are true. Representation Ever. is that's, that's it. I think there are two things that there are two things that are man and woman. <laughs> Adam and Adam Eve. and Eve. There's no other truths. A dick and a vag. In the Garden of Eden, all of them, from which all life sprang. I think two things are true. Representation is super important, and obviously not having representation, it leads to stigma. It allows the tiny pieces of shitty representation to, like, be, to essentially memify entire fucking groups of marginalized people. The South Park trans episodes. Yay! Yes. But that said, trans people have probably never been more visible and certainly have never been more represented in the media than they are now. And it hasn't 
gone away. It hasn't. It's not like that. Oh, and now all of society. Like I feel like people want rep like representation to be the last step, and it's like the fucking they they want it to be the end of the Grinch. Where it's like, and then everybody held hands and everyone's heart grew because they saw a compelling trans character on TV. And I think that, like... The first trans Jedi, and suddenly we all got along. <laughs> the lightsaber was two colors. Right. It, it, it definitely smacks of that. Yes. Oh, my God, Darth Maul. Well, half blue, half pink. <laughs> That's the big reveal. Like, half blue, half Darth pink. Darth Honestly, Darth Maul, Darth Maul is hella trans mask. I refuse to explain what I mean by this. Um, but I, um, okay, yeah. So yeah, but but exactly. Like it smacks of that like corporate yada yada. We we did it. Two people kissed in this movie. I have been thinking about this a lot because I'm trying to come up with stories and representation. You know, there's a whole discussion of what it means to represent something, right? And when you grow up as a Middle Eastern kid, or and, and Middle Eastern, I think is a good a good example specifically, where you don't see much of people who look like you, even though you objectively know what you are. I just I didn't even like really notice that I didn't I wasn't represented on TV. I was like, yeah, it's normal for everyone on TV to be white. I don't exist. I you, just thought I was a weird you white have no kid. Frame of reference. And now Cartoon Network will sometimes do representation, and you know Disney will sometimes do representation on programs they know won't air in other countries. Like short Pixar films can have gay people, but if you have a gay person in a Pixar film, it has to be a cop who appears for five seconds and who you can edit out really easily. And it's just like it says, "I'm going home to my wife," and you're like, "Wow, they're a lesbian." If you talk about representation. And you are only talking about sort of like the end result, the what is appearing on your screen, then you are talking about representation on their terms. You're demanding that Disney give you, Disney, the worst company of all time, give you a great <laughs> Nestle gay and character. Disney, to ease. When what we should be demanding is the dissolution of Disney's stranglehold on the entire film market and the elevation of queer creators. Like, I don't know, maybe if somebody is hitting you in the head, rather than just be sitting there and being like, hey, it's bad to punch people, don't punch you. Maybe at some point you just have to stand up and you have to cut their hands off <laughs> and see, like, and let them bleed out on the floor. I. A truly yeah. successful representative movie is one that people who have never experienced, like, being gay see this movie and go, wow, that's a new perspective I've never had before. That's how it that makes more sense to me than, like, a movie for gay people coming out so that straight people can go, man, we are awesome for giving this movie a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. And gay people are like, this is this is a garbage well, example. And maybe, maybe that, that brings me back to, you know, little Charlie, you know, Stuffing their shirt, and and stuffing not their shirt with their grapes at the at the at the food aisle and running away. I was a little thief. I was. I was. I was a little a little stealing grapes in your shirt. What a terrible method. How <laughs> individual picking them. All right, continue. That joke is terrible. <laughs> That's why I want boobs because I want to be able to smuggle things easier. The cleavage perfect. Who's gonna ask? Let me see within your boobs. No one. And there, I mean, not in a not in a supermarket. If there's one thing I've learned about womanhood, it's that if I grow boobs, no one is ever going to ask to see them in an appropriate <laughs> way. <laughs> no one wants to see um, boobs. Um, I didn't know the word trans. So there, like, yes, visibility. Like, if you're if you don't even fucking know the word, I didn't even know it existed. You do need to have, like, at the very least, a 
fucking vocabulary. Like, you need the starting point. You need the... Is there a piece of media that, like, got the ball rolling I actually, ha- I actually instantly have the answer for you. Part of why I love and recommend Steven Universe to people so much was that it tried to ground representation in LGBT circles for like uh, kitchen. Man, I have to watch it. I, I, yeah, I they still, had the first I, they had the first non-binary character in a kid show ever, as far as I know. When what what sorry, when was this when you watched this? I watched it in twenty nineteen. Like like so by how six, long? Six months before, I think. Gotcha. Six months before you came but out. The reason the show impacted me was that Steven, right? Steven's character is a boy. It's he's a boy. He's not like a as far as I know, they never portray him as like a, a non-binary character. They have a sequence in one episode where there's a girl named Sadie who works at a mart and she privately likes to sing. And, you know, they have the little side plot where Steven, because Steven's a very kind person and wants to help out, he basically gets to the place where she's going to like perform on stage and show her beautiful voice. But they reveal that she never actually wanted to do that at all. And her mom has got her this beautiful blue dress and this makeup and she's just not interested in doing it. She's very kind of private person and so then steven has to save the day he comes on the stage and he sings it instead of her and he puts on the dress and the makeup and performs like that and the entire audience is like super excited and loving it and i was like that is the first time i've ever seen a show just like have a character completely explode gender norms he just puts up because he wants to put it on and it's not even a dress talked about made into a thing it just is the entire show is all about like breaking gender norms in every possible way Breaking norms, breaking norms, and dead is always breaking. Cartoon norms. Network, give the show's rights back. Um, <laughs> and when that registered, I imagine that something that like having that moment, that first moment of watching that does for you is it's like, oh, he just put on a dress and moved his hips and like had a good time and like. There's nothing stopping him and there's nothing stopping you. I'm curious if you, did it change the way you moved at all? Did it infect the way I, that you- in, I think it, it began the process of asking the question- Like a parasite. Yeah. Like a social contagion. What really happened was I started I watching the universe. It got me thinking, man, my what if childhood me had seen these things? I think it started the process that led me down the path towards that moment when I put on that outfit that is discussed in last week's episode. So you better watch it if you want to know that story. Look at me go. Um, hey, we should every episode we reference another episode. Yeah. You clip through forever. You never. Yeah. It's an endless loop. And we never um, clip the same one times. But yeah, basically, here's something interesting. Here's something interesting. Like here's an here's here's a difference between. Unlike us. you, Ari, I'm not faking it. <laughs> <laughs> Your story does not ring true, I recently, my friend. I want to say I recently had this idea for a character called the Worst Gaslighter. Mm-hmm. Who, like, he's with, like, his wife, and she puts her cup on the table and walks away. He moves it to the other end. She comes back and he says, you thought your cup was on that end of the table, but now it's over there. You must be going crazy. Well, tell us how you got wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing that is different between us is... Um, it's just been different between us ever since that night. Um, it's one thing that is, I think you're way more cerebral about all of this than I am. Yeah, like, for me, it was much more of like, a- I'm like asking you about like, you know, your body and your physical, and you seem incapable of, of even like reflecting okay, on if that. I, or okay, like, it just to answer your question, no, because nothing about the way I move reflects anything about how I feel about myself. Right, which is fascinating to me because I can't even begin to understand that. Like, it is so. You have to understand that that my brain has only known that I am trans for less than a year. My body has known since I was as young as I can remember. 
See, that's, the difference, that's the difference between you and I. I don't the have way that, that yeah. I. This is something that that George Matthew Johnson talks about in All Boys Aren't Blue. You just know you kind of want to move your hips a certain way, and you know that you just kind of like to feel not that like putting on lotion or whatever is uh, distinctly a feminine trait, but. There's a way that when I put lotion on, it completely changes how I move my body and how my skin feels. And I find myself like moving more fluidly and moving my, again, moving my hips more and just enjoying the the, the, the feeling of the lotion on your skin is, is like Or else you get the hose ever... again. See, Sounds of the Lambs did teach you how to be trans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, so for me, when I watch Buffy, right, I didn't even mention the actual Buffy character who completely tranced me. <laughs> Riley. <laughs> Riley Finn. When I thought about the, the I way thought that Riley I, Finn, I wanted to run away from that type of person as fast as possible, and so I became a woman. I thought about <laughs> being just a little, just a little blonde thing in his arms. Um, uh, no, the character that tranced me was Glory. And to be clear, Glory is not you fell down a, the glory hole i fell down i fell <laughs> down the glory, the glory hole. hole um glory if anyone hasn't seen buffy you know glory is the primary antagonist of season five uh spoiler alert slightly but she is a goddess who is uh trapped on earth and has to take the form of this uh milk toast doctor who is male named ben and so you meet Ben and Glory separately, and you don't know they're the same person. And then, to be clear, Glory is not textually trans because Glory is a Glory is a signed goddess at birth. She is a beautiful cis woman who uh, is well. I guess you could say she changes her gender in order to prey on people easier. Oops. But it's actually a reversal of the turf narrative because she is a female predator in the body of a man who makes you let your guard down because he's a doctor. See, so it's here's it's, I it, think this is it I, doesn't play into that. But for me, sorry, what were you saying? I, mean, I think this is it's interesting because like it's funny how when you describe this narrative of like the transformation from one to the other, it's like you are on a path from moving towards the feminine. I am on a path moving away from the masculine. I'm not trying to seek out femininity. I'm trying to stop seeking out masculinity. And I tend mm. to fall into this middle ground. I'm not like, oh my god, I need to start wearing dresses and skirts now. It's I need to stop wearing these same boring, gross, just like a pair of cargo shorts or whatever. Like, So for me, I'm again in that weird middle ground that made it so hard for me to know what I was until I found out what non-binary was because I, I truly feel like both ends of the binary don't make sense to me. And I feel like you are in more of a, a desire to go there, towards something. There is a sense that you live in a land that I am passing through. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> don't a, go like where a... I can't follow, Mr. Frodo. Oh, geez. Like, <laughs> yes. I can't go on my journey. Thanks, thanks, Sam. Why don't I just take an eagle to womanhood? Um, <laughs> I, as soon as, ah, like, Glory, birds. Glory, I imagined myself, I imagined that Glory lived inside of me. And it was, and the way that that manifested, again, was not, like, in, in a butt. literal, was in my butt. She's, she's Glory lived in my butt. Um, yeah, inside the way that manifested me. itself was, 
I felt a presence in my anus. <laughs> Something calling. Um, and then I realized I had IBS. I wasn't they, actually trans they finally, at all. Yeah, I was going to say, then they finally removed that tumor. Um, and I realized how cis I was. <laughs> um, just the act of thinking right now, as we're sitting here, thinking about the idea of like, oh, I'm actually glory. You're seeing Ben right now, but I'm glory. It's changing the way that I move. Like it makes me feel, I don't know. It makes me feel different. It's hard to describe, but it makes me feel different. And it's been a, for, for me, it's just so in the body. If you could snap your fingers and your body looked like a certain thing, how would you describe that body? And is there anything about that body that isn't female? Claire Kramer. Okay. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate. Is there anything in your dream body that remotely reflects anything about being a man? I stand by my answer. So uh, I will let the, I'll let the audience figure out anything. Oh, it's gonna be No, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Just listen to me. Claire Just listen Kramer. to me for a second. I'm not a hundred percent sure that I want to be Claire Kramer. <laughs> but I would really love to be in a sort of body swap movie with Claire Kramer. Freaky. Man, Freaky Friday. Imagine and everyone who was, oh my God, imagine a Freaky Friday movie, but about like a trans person. Oh, it's a bodies. Oh, oh damn, this is great. And now they know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would want to be well, consensually body swapped with Claire Kramer so that I could do the whole, like, oh, wow, look at these. Yeah, because it's really it creepy being... when that happens in any movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would want to know what being in that body is like. I'll never know what being in that body but, is like. But I, mean, I, w I would agree Ew. with you. <laughs> it sounds like oh, I'll never. <laughs> this is when I come out as an it's a, I'll never know what it's like to be inside Claire Kramer. <laughs> Woman Charlie isn't going to look like whatever idealized femininity in my brain that I would want it to look like. So it's a question for me of, am I idealizing these feminine figures from when I was a child who first helped me explore this side of myself? But like, in the end, I will be comfortable with a more androgynous expression. Or am I truly, again, just a traveler passing through this land well, and I going to, like, get as, I'm just going to be as womanly as I possibly can be. So I really goddamn hope I get a waxing appointment soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we should uh, take a, I'm just going to take a quick, uh, like, piss break. <laughs> wow. And then uh, we'll uh, come back and do our improv. That sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, your portfolio looks amazing. I, 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 I've been putting a lot of work into getting it together. I just, I'm so excited to, you guys to ask me for this interview, just... I mean, listen, we we have uh, a desperate need for outside talent. Um, you know, we're, we're just a little 
animation studio. Um, I actually do have a question, though. Um, I know it's bold of me to ask a question at an interview, uh, but you know, I feel like in my 30 years of interviewing, only one man has dared ever ask a question before my own son. And what what position does he hold at the the company? You will not be meeting him. I I assume the reason he's not working here isn't related to the fact that he asked um, a question. We cut back to that, that night many years ago when... This man's son came to ask him a question. Jackie? <laughs> yes, what is it, young Buford? I got, I got a question for you, Jackie. A question? I, I, no one I, has ever stood in this office and dared ask me a question. Daddy, will you come play with me outside? You never, I never see you, Daddy. You're always working. You know, I usually, I'm usually scared of bringing you out into the world. Because I'm afraid something's going to happen to you. <laughs> but, but just this once, I will take you outside and you can feel the grass between your toes and the sun beaming down upon your face. We cut to a news report the next day. <laughs> Sad story out here in Los Angeles County. We have a child who spontaneously combusted outside of his family's animation family owned animation studio that's uh, right is- david and i just want to say that last night i went on a date and uh, let's just say there was some spontaneous combustion in my night as well <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's in really poor taste matthew <laughs> but you know you know what that's what we're here to do do you want to know who it was david you're not even going to ask me sure. who it was? I know who it was, Matthew. It was me. <laughs> I, I don't have to, have to say it on air. I know. David, I think, it's ta- I think it's time that we let the public know that... This is 30 years ago. That's a bad idea. <laughs> I think it's finally time, yeah. That we let the, I know we have a huge audience in China for this local <laughs> news station here in, in Missouri. In 1991. 1991, Missouri, for some reason. 1991, this, this station, 30 years ago. Anyway, <laughs> this station is picked up in China, but I think it's finally time. They cut to the editing studio oh, yeah? of that news report. Okay, so we're going to like cut around that sequence. Can we make it so that he says... That they went out and had a friendly time at the bar. I think that we can make that work. Can we edit his mouth in this scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we um. Well, actually, no. We uh we don't have the technology. Have... <laughs> but goddamn it, in thirty but, years maybe day, we will. What, we may. We cut thirty years into the future to the modern day. We're finally thirty years later. Yep. The news is finally being aired because they managed to edit it to cut out everything related to the gay part. <laughs> so, is that is that? You, 30 years ago on the news? Why are you crying? God damn it. I told them I didn't think they were going to air it tonight. <laughs> it's been 30 years. Why wouldn't they just cancel that news story? I haven't even asked my... Can I ask my question? I was gonna, I was going to ask about pay. Are you, are you okay, sir? I should have known not to let him play under that giant statue of Sherlock Holmes. You mean the one that burned down 30 years ago? In a massive, sudden fire? He stood under the magnifying glass in that (gasps) summer heat, and he just, pop, 
exploded before my eyes. And then I came back later that night and I burned that statue to the ground. <laughs> Look, sir, I, your animation studio is one of the best in California. You guys have made so many incredible films. I just, this explains a lot. Like all of your films are about, you know, families and fatherhood. And it's, it's you know, I, I feel kind of bad asking this now. I'm hoping to bring some new ideas to the company. That aren't family. Well, stories. I'll be honest. We're actually pretty committed. Uh, we're pretty committed to just working on uh, Good Dad Six. Uh, that's what we've got in the pipeline, <laughs> and uh, that's just a kind of a passion project of mine. So uh, that is what you will be primarily working on. I mean, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm just an animator. It's not my job to. Step on any toes. I guess the question I wanted to ask is, how much am I going to get paid? At you know, it's. Uh, what what do you pay your animators here at uh, at uh, at uh, I'm so sorry Sun Studios? <laughs> well, here at I'm so sorry Sun Studios, uh, proud originators of the uh, Good Dad franchise, summer blockbuster broke all records last year. <laughs> I, I can't say I've seen it. You know, I, I draw animations. I actually hate watching them. They're we for, actually... They're, for, they're only for children. We pay our animators in warm paternal pride. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry to say I don't think this is going to work. All right. <laughs> I'll, uh, I guess I'm just going to be on my way. I One second. Can you say that again for the camera? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, no cameras, no film. Cameras. I'm posting this... I want to post on the r slash anti-work subreddit. No. I'm going to get so many upvotes. No, I cameras. Cameras are what ruined my life. <laughs> just why now. Are you working, that, just why now. You, with, by airing that interview, they've ruined my life. <laughs> I'm exposed. Do you know the so you're bad work, press? But you work in a film company. <sighs> it's an animation studio. <laughs> we just yeah, draw still everything. Have, like, there are no cameras. But then how do they, how do they, like, I guess you have you, you programs. I guess they don't have that, but... Hmm. It's all computers. I guess, I guess in digital We have realm. the technology to do that now. Finally. We invented it. You invented digital we animation? Cut, we cut to um, the man in the interview, um, who we may have named at some point, but I don't remember. Um, we did not. All right. So we cut to Alan. And Alan is uh, editing the video that he took of the man in the of the man in the office for his. Uh, Alan is actually he's like a big shot on r slash anti work. Like he he gets all the all the gold or whatever. However, so, think, works. All, so the karma. <laughs> Some people think he's a karma. He's a karma bot or a karma troll. But no, he he he's works really good karma. at it. He doesn't repost. Um, he doesn't repost anything. He's editing. Um, yes. Alan, honey, yeah. Yeah, Carol. Um, I'm sorry. Give me a second. Give me, give me, give me a second. Pause. Take the headphones off. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Say that. Say that again. Sorry. Sorry. Say that. Say that. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Carol. This is this is the problem, Alan. The the fact that I even had to wait for you to take your headphones off. That's the pro that that's the problem with uh, this this marriage is the headphones. <laughs> it's it's a symbol of the problem. I think you know what I mean, Alan. I think you knew what I meant. I have. Carol, I can't find a single goddamn job out there that is gonna give any money to an animator like me right now in this day and age. I'm just, I'm just, 
Karma is the only money I can get, okay? And I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna sell this Reddit account because it's gonna make lots of karma, and then people can make ads on it. I'm gonna make us millions. Alan, and I refuse to do NFTs, Carol. I'm 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 a good person. I'm not gonna do NFTs. I'm gonna do it the, the hard-earned way through Reddit karma. I guess you could tell by my face that I was about to suggest that you, you just you just have to mint one of your Reddit posts, Alan, and one Reddit post minted as a customized <laughs> NFT, and we're I rich, Alan. I won't do it, Carol. I won't God give in. God damn you and your principles, Alan. Listen, if you're not going to mint an NFT, then I think we have to consider the China market. We have to consider pandering more to China. You you get almost no play in China Reddit. Carol, I can't help that I'm Middle Eastern, okay? Everything that has me has representation in it automatically. What am I supposed to do? Not be me? Listen, I I hate I hate saying this, Alan, but maybe you need to create an alter ego who's a little more friendly to the markets. Carol Wrench, I am never going to betray who I am. Me, Alan. <laughs> <sighs> I hate when you address me by my maiden name. <laughs> you, you know when I married you, I took your name, and I'm still proud <laughs> to call myself Carol DeFamily. And I am Ugh. proud to be a DeFamily, and I will never, I will never ever not be, okay? I love you. But listen, we just need more money, okay? We just need you. You're you're artist. You are such a beautiful artist, but if you're oh never going to get your foot uh, in the door, Carol, have you ever stopped to consider that all of this doesn't make any sense? I'm a world class animator in California, and I can't find the job, and I spend all my time making Reddit karma. Yet somehow we're able to afford this house and feed both of us. Carol, you are my greatest creation. I animated you. I animated all of this. There's no one here but me. You're not my wife. You're my masterpiece. Hey, did you move? Did you move my my cup to the other end of this table? No, you're crazy. <laughs> what else did you get wrong? Alan, I'm not I crazy. Going, okay. I think you're going crazy, Carol. You've been trying to Alan, you've been trying to convince me of all of this stuff. I just took out my phone and I I did some quick Googling. I Googled that animation studio that you said you interviewed at today. Yeah, uh, I'm so sorry, son. It doesn't exist, Alan. What? No. I, I interviewed. There. I talked. There's a clip of the guy. Alan. He did an interview 30 years ago. There was a news story. 30 years later, they aired the interview. No, Alan. And, and there was a news story 30 years ago. It was about your father. Don't you remember? I don't have a father. You did, Alan. The one what? day that your dad took you out to play. Beneath this is this this doesn't make any sense. I beneath that Sherlock Holmes statue. No. It can't what And he combusted and they I'm, did not, that I'm not the crazy one here, Carol. We flash back to that day where uh the owner of I'm So Sorry Studios, who actually is just like um some father, and Alan, his son. Dad! Dad! I'm gonna run under the Sherlock Holmes statue! Look, I'm the clue! Dad, I'm the clue! No! Son! No! Ah! Pfft. Daddy! No! 
Listen, listen, kid, kid, real quick, real quick. This man, your father, did you love him? My, my, my Middle Eastern dad? We exist and he's a real man? I loved him! Oh, actually, mm, I don't think we should have him say that he loves, like, a man. I don't think that'll play super well with our audiences. Can you just say that, like, he... Yeah, it's, that's, like, that's so, that's so gay. He that's was so fond gay. of his father in a platonic way. Men don't love men. Yeah. Yeah, let's... Also, the way hey, he's crying, you... the way he's crying right now, <laughs> disgusting. What is the... What is he, a woman? A woman? In let's disguise have an idea. man? Give me, give me the mic. I got an idea. Hey, kid. Yeah? Hey, kid. Hey, kid. Why did you burn under that statue? What? Yeah, you, you burned under that statue, didn't you? Yeah, it's real sad. Yeah. Too bad your very manly father was so devastated that he, you know, he went and started a company and made millions of dollars in your name like a real man. That's right, do. kid. We're gonna deep fake your dad and you're gonna disappear. You're gonna, you're gonna you're, we're gonna, we're gonna put you away into, we're gonna whip you away into the loneliest profession known to mankind. Animation. Animators. We're gonna put you in a basement where you're just gonna draw pictures for our profit. Us, Disney. <laughs> oh, oh my God, what? I'm gonna work at, I don't even like to draw. Akuna Matata, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, Ari, um, I just want to wrap things up by thanking you so much for being here. Um, I mean, thank you all for, for, for listening. I, I, I mean, anybody and everybody who is listening to this, God bless you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for being here. But Ari, um, I just want to say to you, uh, I I think I really needed to have these conversations and I don't know every time we go like a little bit of time like between recording I always get like worried about the show I'm like is this even like a sh like a good show or like a show that's like worth making I guess and uh I guess in the end you the audience will decide but Every time I actually sit down with you and record, it's like, oh, like, this is so fun and great. And I, I hope people get something out of it. But like, I mean, I know that I certainly am. I think it's a good wrap up thing. I'll say like a lot of people say that queer people often end up finding queer people and a lot of queer people. And you know, that whole, that whole idea of like, oh, queer, a lot of queer friends find each other. I think that's probably partially true. I think what's also happening is that there's a lot more queer people out there in the world than we think there are. And when you have queer friends, sometimes it allows you to ask those questions about yourself that maybe in a way you couldn't. Yeah, in the same way. All cis in the same way that hurt people straight. hurt people. Trans people, trans people. <laughs> and water turns the freaking frogs gay. So thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. And uh, with that said, I'm going to go drink a lot of water. Yes Androgyny was conceived, recorded, and produced by Ari Borhanian and myself, Charlie Monroe. This show is released bi-weekly every other Monday. If you want more content or you care to support the show, we can be found at patreon.com slash yesandrogyny, where we will be posting an extra episode of bonus content, plus other fun surprises at least every off week. Also, follow us on Twitter at yesandrogyny for more updates. 
This show is co-produced by New 32 Productions, an independent North Carolina media company that Ari and I are both heavily involved with. You can find New 32 on YouTube at youtube.com slash new32, that's N-E-W-3-2. Our music was composed by Florify, F-L-O-R-R-I-F-Y, whose link tree can be found in the episode description. Our theme song is Riff in A by Garrett stein Sarusi, who plays the guitar on the track, with additional arrangement, instrumentation, and mastering also by Florify. Our cover art is by the inimitable Izzy Pereira, who can be found on Twitter at Izzy Squeaksy. That is I-Z-Z-Y-S-Q-U-E-A-K-Z-Y. Lastly, but not leastly, Ari can be found on Twitter at MetaJokerMusic, where they post about their myriad music and webcomic writing projects, including their epic fantasy adventure webcomic in the vein of Redwall that is uh, so good. It's called Mathorial. They co-created it with our cover artist, Izzy, and it is posted weekly. So definitely check that out. It's super rad. Charlie, meanwhile, is a little bit shy and is going to refrain from posting a handle for the time being. Lol. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. That concludes the credits. See you in two weeks or sooner if you join our Patreon. Bye. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce. Um, wait, I think you're still lagging a tiny uh, what, bit. I know what's going on. My computer's getting low battery and it's causing problems. One sec. Okay. No, it won't reach. This is the worst. One second. Uh, don't want to do this, but double extension cord, baby. This is why I graduated Cord College with my cord knowledge. <laughs> I am going to pee. Can't hear quick. you. Assuming you're pra singing my praises. All right, I am now. But you're late. No! They left. <laughs> the bitch left. Left me. Left me for another podcaster, the son of a gun, the daughter of a, of a pistol, the uncle of a, a sword. And the, the ante of I'm lonely. I can't. I'm not funny when Charlie's not here. Oh shit! Oh, oh they're back. All right. Didn't say anything. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna hear anything that you wouldn't want me to hear on that microphone when I edit this, am I? <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to wait and find out. Um. Um. So okay, I am never gonna. I'm never here. I'm just. I'm. I'm so close. I'm so close. All I have left is to introduce our names, and then just go for it. Just go for it. I'm ready. <laughs>